Just want to get out there somewhere? It's time to get off the grid with the Duck and Rico's Red Dirt Podcast. Broadcasting through Blue Collar Media. Thanks to OCAM 4x4 Accessories, Auto One, Distinctive Image, Outback Signs and Coldies Tow Bars and Bull Bars. Well, here we are for another edition of the Red Dirt Podcast with myself and Rico. Um, as we broadcast through Blue Collar Media on podcast, talking about everything getting off the grid and getting out there, and of course seeing this great country of ours, we love we love doing it. But when we can't do it, we love talking about it. Well, she's a bit of a fifty fifty show this week because okay, I can't do it, so I'm here talking about it. But Rico's out doing it, and I think he's around Broken Hill somewhere. So uh, I thought while he's on this big trip. We'll keep the podcast going and we'll just grab him on the phone. And he's in a uh, somewhere in Broken Hill, freezing his tits off. Rico, g'day. That's about sums it up to you, mate. She is as cold as you like, Annie. Oh, mate, be freezing, wouldn't you? Look, you're on a, you're in Broken Hill. I'll actually, actually be out that way a bit later in the year with the Monday, Monday bash. But, uh, mate, a bit of a cold snap coming through, mate. How cold is it? Freezing. Freezing, mate. They reckon it's about uh, it's something like seven or eight degrees, but the feels like temp is around one or two due yeah, to the okay. wind. Oh, mate, ah, so that's cupcake. Eight. I mean, that's not that bad. Oh, yeah. mate, three degrees since, here since yesterday. I've lost the since I've lost the weight, I'm suffering with the cold terribly. Yeah, well, mate, you'd be right. So, listen, you're on a uh, you're on a tag along trip at the moment. So, mate, where where have you started? And we, this is the Red Dirt Podcast, and we like to tell people what we're up to and where we can go. So just tell us uh, initially, where does this trip take you to, mate? Yeah, mate, kicks off tomorrow. So tomorrow we're going to have a big first day. We're going to truck all the way over to Maree and uh, roost up there at the Maree pub, which is going to be just terrible. Hello? Hello, hello. Rico, you there, mate? Yeah, mate, I'm here. Okay, yeah, you just dropped out a little bit there. That's all right. So, uh, okay, so you're off to Maree tomorrow. Off to Murray tomorrow, mate. We'll stop at the Farina Bakery on the way. Uh, take mm. advantage of that while it's open. We spoke about that last week. Mm. Yeah, uh, and then from there, we'll, we'll be heading up the evening at a track, which is going to be great. It's heaps to see up there. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, well, the great um, that great Farina Bakery, as you say, that's going to be a great spot. And it's a bit of a – we did speak about that uh, the other week. And it is – It's and the bakery will be open now. Great time of year. The temperature's right to get in there and get a pie, mate. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. So, Marie, and then across the Uden and down a track. Um, yeah, yeah some right of the highlights. The give us a couple of highlights on the track, mate, that people may not oh, know. Oh, yeah, of. on the track. Yeah, there's a few rippers, mate. You've got Coward Springs up there, which is uh, it's got a little a natural hot spring there from the Artesian Bore. Uh, you've got one of the old Garn Railway Bridges. I can't pronounce the name of this bridge. It starts with A, and it's a really long word. Mm. <laughs> it's a bit ordinary for a tour guide, isn't it? Yeah, I reckon. Um, Alberry Springs, you've got the, the sculptures there with the old aeroplanes and the the big sculptures that blokes made out of old scrap metal. Uh, from there, we'll keep going. We've got the William Creek. Always a great stop there at William Creek. Fantastic mm. general store, fantastic pub. Mm. Um, oh, before we get there, we'll stop out at Lake Eyre on the way out the south side of Lake Eyre and uh, duck in there and have a bit of a look. Yep. And just keep going up to Udnadada, the Pink Roadhouse itself. That's a cracker, one of my favourite places. And then a run up to uh, to Mount there. So, mate, how many people you got on this trip? Uh, I've got three others with me, mate. Okay, so uh, mate, you're into it. So that's the go. So up to Mount Dare, and then what across the Simpson? 
Absolutely. So over to Dowhousie Springs first because no trip across the desert is complete without a, a dip at Dowhousie Springs. That's mm. an absolute must. Mm. And then we're just going to tackle the French line, mate, and make our way across to Popples Corner and then over to Big Red and have a bit of fun there and over to the mighty Birdsville Hotel. Maybe we'll stop by the Birdsville Bakery for a camel pie on the way. Yeah, well, the Birdsville Bakery is back open now, mate, so that could be a goer and get in there and uh, and then into the pub. So, mate, this is a, a big trip, mate, that... You're a huge fan of the Simpson, aren't you? It's probably one of your... I think you've told me before, it's the Simpson Desert is probably one of your favourite locations, favourite drives. That'd be right? Yeah, absolutely. Mate, I've said it before. I used to... As a young bloke, I used to do all the rock crawling and all that sort of silly stuff. And, uh, you know, I used to wonder why people would go to the desert. I, I didn't understand the attraction of 1,200 sand dunes. Surely once you've seen one, you've seen them all. Mm. But, mate, having gone there the first time, it was... The closest thing I think I've ever had to a spiritual experience, and it was genuinely life-changing. It was just incredible. The the connection you feel to your own country is, you can't put it into words. Mm. It, it's just amazing. It's something you have to experience. It just, it, mate, that, that just sounds um, fantastic. Now, you, you, you say you like to actually just at night time, just wander off on your own and just take it in. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, mate, any, any opportunity you get, just wander off and spend 10, 15 minutes by yourself away from the noise, away from the lights of camp, and just soak it up. Soak up the atmosphere, soak up the stars, the smells, everything that surrounds you that you just don't get anywhere else in the world. What's it like? Because it'd be like pitch black. You wander off from yep. camp, say, you know, 50, 100 metres, and then you just hang there by yourself in the absolute middle of nowhere. And that is, I mean, there's a lot of middle of nowheres in this country. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, I mean, how often do you, how often do we say, where are you? I'm in the middle of nowhere. But that is the middle of nowhere. Mate, it's just magic. It truly, especially if it's a clear night, you can just, uh, you know, have a lay down there on the ground, stare up at the sky, watch the satellites go by, mm. uh, more stars than you'll ever see anywhere else in the world. It really is just magical. Yeah, fantastic. I know when I was in the... The only thing you've got to do, yep. you, you've got to take a torch with you and keep an eye out for the dingoes, that's all. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, mate. And I, I remember when, when I was coming back from the Territory, one, one of the nights I just pulled off the highway and, you know, went half a K off the road into the scrub and, and camped the night. And there was no one around and you look up at the sky, and I was by myself at this point because uh, the missus had come with me but she flew back because she had to come back, but... Uh, out of Darwin, but it looks like the sky's painted. Yeah, and how good are those campsites where you just pull off the road and duck in, you know, a couple hundred metres off the road, mm. and you've got the place to yourself. It's yeah. a free camp. It's it's as basic as it gets, and yeah. it's as good as it gets, I oh, reckon. Oh, mate, I, it's just, you know, you can hear the, you know, not you see, so you mentioned the dingoes. You hear the dingoes calling at night and stuff yeah. like that. It's just an experience that people can't, you just don't get that, um, anyway, you know, it's just uh, really is. Um, it's just an experience to be out in the outback, or in your case, in the next you know week or so, you'll be in the middle of the Simpson. Um, so, mate, you'll get to Birdsville, and is that where the the tour will end, or will it go on for some, yeah, the, some time? The from tour there? ends there. Mm-hmm. The tour ends there. So everyone will head their their separate ways. And I'm was just talking about it with uh, with my crew chief Terry. What, what sort of way we're going to go home. I'm thinking we might duck through Haddon Corner yep. and down down to Inaminka and check out some of the Burke and Wills history. So you've got Burke's grave down there just out of Inaminka up from the dig tree and a little bit further along the track you've got Wills' grave. Mm. 
Uh, I've been to Burke's grave, but I haven't checked out Will's grave in the past, so I wouldn't mind having a look at that. Yep. And, of course, we'll go check out the dig tree again as well because that's always a special place, um, particularly if you know the story well. Uh, and then from there, probably down to corner country, I suppose, and down through Cameron Corner and mm. Tipperborough Mill, Parinka and Packsaddle, all those great places up around corner country, and then sort of start meandering home. I noticed a few posts around the place. That the uh, She's under new management there, I think, at the corner, at Cameron's Corner there, so... Um, you'll probably yep. get to meet the new people there, mate, if you pop in and and, and the like. And mate, we mentioned the dingoes before. I know this isn't about your trip you're on, but there was a, um, a thing on television the other night about the dingoes on Fraser. Did you see that? No, I didn't. I, I've heard some stuff on Facebook. There was a bit of, a bit of chatter about it. Yeah, basically what's happening is that there are people, and this is if you – we all love Fraser and we've all been there and – and it's one of those, you know, especially in summertime, one of those great places to get to. But there's, a, it's becoming a problem with people feeding the dingoes. Yeah, that's that's definitely no no. And uh, and basically, what they're saying is that the rangers that are there are saying that by feeding the dingo, you're actually putting the dingo's life at risk. That's right. Yep. Um, because they they'll, they'll stop looking for food naturally, and then just keep approaching humans. Which is not a good thing, anyway. No, that's right. That's right, and that's how people get hurt, you know. And uh, mm. and 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 a lot of time, it's innocent people who haven't been feeding the dingoes, but you know, dingoes have sort of started to become accustomed to the behaviour and think there's going to be a feed on offer. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you can actually go there and and go and inhabit the place with the dingoes, and just sort of you know, be be dingo aware, but just pretend they're not there. And I mean, so yeah, I'll, that's right. You know, that's what you have to do. And I mean, a dingo will, will you know. They'll look for things, you know. If you 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 know you leave a bag of stuff on the beach and go for a swim at Mackenzie's or something, they'll be into that bag while you're in the water. But yeah, too right. Or it, same at camp. If you leave your mm, gear out at night time, they'll come rustle through camp and you know and see what's going around. If there's any easy pickings. Yeah, exactly. And that's why if you, if you're going out, so you put your rubbish on the roof of the car or in the back. Don't leave it out. Don't leave food out. Scraps, anything like that, because. Uh, yeah, that's and that's the, that's the that'll you know that just creates problems and and they made a good point because they're saying that they more or less made out that you know the the people that are going there are contributing to the problem. Just don't blame the dingoes. No, absolutely not. They're only doing what comes naturally. They don't know any different. Mm. And it is and their home. It's going to be an easy food. You'll grab it. And it is their home at the, by, at the end of the day. Yeah, but absolutely. You know how the dingoes got on Fraser. I'm guessing they swam. It's fair swim. I suppose they went from <laughs> they went from Inskip Point. It's not that far, but I mean, you got to wonder how did the dingoes actually get on there? Well, it's an interesting question, isn't it? Mm. I mean, you, oh. I mean, unless somebody took a couple over there at some point, I, I don't know. But uh, yeah. someone would probably oh, know that. I, I mean, oh, ask me, mate, Dingo Dave. You'll know. He's, well, he, he's oh, a guru. I mean, he does have the name Dingo, so I mean, he have to know. We, we would expect. Well, I'll report back on the next podcast, mate. Yeah, right. So, mate, you're away for a few weeks. We've got that big event too for those of you because you're going. This is where you're going to end up at the end at Blue yep. Lagoon Beach Resort around the 25th of June, which is only a few weeks away. The 25th, the 26th, and the 27th will be there camping for the weekend. Four wheel drive show. Now, look, and here's a good thing, Rico. If your four wheel drive is judged the best one, on, and the three judges, I think, are you, me. And Frosty from Club 4x4, yep. if we judge the four-wheel drive we think to be the best, 
to thousand dollars cash first prize. How good's that? That is just epic. How good just for turning up and having a good time. Yeah, that's right. So if you just want to go on the Saturday, you can. And uh, you just get onto the Blue Lagoon and just go in for the day, and uh, will probably be a small fee to get in, and that will um, that money will be donated uh, probably to Beyond Blue, uh, and then in the morning on oh, on both on every morning there's a cafe there, so there'll be breakfast and everything available there, so you can go in and buy your coffee, your bacon egg roll, all that stuff. But across the weekend, we've got Southern Smoke Food Truck will be there. We've got live entertainment on the Saturday night. Around a fire. We've also got some exhibitors there, including OCAM, uh, 4x4 Accessories, who sponsor this podcast, as well as um, Club 4x4. So if you want to get to it, it's June 25th to the 27th, uh, but you don't need to do that. You can, um, you can, you can basically just go the Saturday, but if you want to camp with us, bring your four-wheel drive. It's the Duck and Rico's four-wheel drive show. Bring your own four-wheel drive along. And you could win $1,000 cash, and there's a stack of other giveaways as well, mate. How good's it going to be? That, that's, that's a great mate, way to I'll, round off your trip, mate. I'll, I'll do my best to be showered when I get there, mate, but I'm not making any promises. Right, so from so you, but why don't you do that? So that, that's, that's what you're doing now, mate, what's just for people? Because there's a lot of people now just getting into it, Rico. Yep. Preparation, what prep did you do for that before you left home? Mate, my, my vehicle's pretty much packed and ready to go most of the time because, uh, you know, we're not home that often while we're filming for the new show. Uh, and then in between times, we've got tag-alongs and other recce trips and stuff like that. So for me, it's almost jump in the car and go. Just do a little bit of shopping before you head off. But mm, uh, but mm. for other people, it's it's important to make sure you've got the right tools to get yourself out of a sticky situation. There are obvious things like puncher repairs or a uh, a blown hose or a fan belt or something like that. So make sure you've got the gear to cover that sort of stuff. Yep. Make sure you've got plenty of water, a first aid kit, uh, and and take your vehicle or your mechanic before you go. If you're going somewhere that's you know somewhat remote, just get them to check it over, give it a safety check, brake, yep. the wheel bearings, uh, all the fluids, all that sort of stuff. Uh, gives you the, the best opportunity of having a trouble-free trip. Yeah, and I think too, satellite communication or some sort of communications are must. In case something yeah, goes absolutely. wrong, um, you know, I, I mean, I run a sat sleeve. I mean, they're brilliant. And also have a plan B up your sleeve as well. If the weather does turn nasty when you get out of it, you're not going to waste your time that way. You've got, you know, another option. Mm. Yeah, no, that's and, for and sure. And just keep everyone at home, you know, in the loop with, with what you're going, where, you, where you're going, and when you expect to be back. So if you're not back, they can raise an alarm. Yeah, no, absolutely, mate. Now, you'll probably see a few people out there, mate, because it's at that time of year now where people are heading out and doing it. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll bump into some people whilst you're out there, mate. The yeah, people you got with fun. you, so uh, mate, who have you got with you now? So you got your crew chief, and then another crew three, chief Terry. Three, no, another three vehicles. Uh, another two vehicles on top of that. Yeah, right. Okay, and they're just people who just want to go for a drive with you, basically. Yeah, so we've got Warren and Lisa who've come all the way from Rockhampton. Really? Uh, yeah, and they joined us on the last tag along we did where we finished up at James Blundell's place. So they had a good time there and uh, suck us for punishment. They've come back for more. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we've got Tracy and Roger coming up from Canberra. Uh, yeah. And they should be here this afternoon. And, yeah, tomorrow morning we'll, we'll hit the road. Yeah, mate, it sounds fantastic, mate. Now, while we've got you, mate, and uh, like we say, this is the podcast a bit different this week because we're usually here together, but you're out there, which is good. It's good that one of us is out there. I did a little road trip uh, myself last week, but nothing as epic as this thing you're on. Mate, uh, Australia rediscovered with Rico's up. Uh, uh, episode two's up too now as well now, isn't it? 
Yeah, mate, episode two just hit uh, hit YouTube this morning, and that's that's going on cracker. So that's looking really good. Part one of the epic story of Charles Sturt, who I reckon is a fair dink and forgotten Australian hero. Yeah, so if you listen, uh, if you listen to this podcast and you want to watch a fantastic series, you need to go on Australia Rediscovered with Rico. Get on the YouTube channel. That's what it's called, Australia Rediscovered with Rico, and uh, and basically um, subscribe to that, and you'll see this series and. Jeez, how many episodes are there? There's about 10, isn't there? Yeah, there'll be 10 in the first series, mate. Um, yeah, so the first one went out last week. That was on the Victorian high country huts and some of the other bits and pieces around the high country. We told some of the stories there, mm. and there are some rippers. Yeah, and this one is part one of Charles Sturt. So this is uh, where he's exploring some of New South Wales' is, uh, what they called the, the rivers flowing the wrong way. So they couldn't figure out why these rivers were flowing towards the west. And, yeah, right, okay. You know, Sturt. Sturt had the idea there was an inland sea, and we take you out to all those places and show you as well. So it's a pretty and, stunning scenery. Unfortunately, that uh, that inland sea just didn't exist. Well, look, if he caught Lake Air at the right time, he might have been fooled. But uh, yeah, that's right. No. Yeah, no inland sea. Yeah, that, sea. That, that that could trick you. You think about it, mate. When you think back to those people like Charles Sturt, and when they went out there looking for an inland sea, right? I mean. I know we've said this before. How tough do you reckon they did it? I mean, like no technology, no comforts, nothing that we have today. Like you can go and you know you're going to Maori tomorrow up the Mount Dare, up and across the Simpson into Birdsville, and then back down through the corner country in a pretty comfortable four wheel drive, knowing where you're going. They wouldn't have had a clue and had no gear, no no real assistance. You know what I mean? It's just amazing how they did it. They were, geez, you can imagine what they could achieve today. Mate, it blows my mind how they did that sort of stuff, particularly with when it comes to the navigation side of things, mm. let alone, you know, battling the heat and the elements and, and all of the stuff that goes with being out there without, you know, any real protection. But the navigation side of things just blows my mind, um, you know, and it's the same with all those great explorers from that era. You had mm. Sturt, then there was John McBill Stewart. Uh, Burke and Wills came after those guys as well. Uh, you know, Burke and Wills, they navigated from one tree just outside of Inaminka mm. all the way up to the Gulf of Carpentaria and it's back to that same tree. It's incredible. Mate, that's that just... very same tree. That blows my mind. Yeah, that is just unbelievable because there was no road, no track. No, nothing. It's just... No, it was I mean, completely... You, I, mean, you, you, I mean, you know yourself, you go onto a property, I mean, a big property, and you go for a bit of a drive on it, on a cattle station, It's you can get lost real easy. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, they've gone from a tree and got all the way to the Gulf and back to that tree. Yep. I mean, that is just incredible how they did it. It's just, but I get what you say. It it blows your mind, and you you can only imagine what those blokes could have done if they had the gear and the technology that's around today. Yeah, that's right. Oh, just amazing. It just it's unfathomable. It really is. Even when you get out there. And you get a true appreciation for for what they saw and how they felt because mm. it hasn't changed a great deal out there apart from a bit of soil erosion and, yeah, yeah. and things like that due to cows and stuff being introduced to the regions. Mm. You know, it's it's much the same as they would have seen it. Mm. So it does give you a genuine appreciation, particularly if you're you know silly enough to go out to those areas in summer like we did when we filmed the Sturt thing because he was out there in summer and mm. I wanted to see what it was like. I wanted to feel what he felt. Mate, that, that was a um, big trip you did out there then. Mate, you... I, was, I remember you sending me photos, mate. You were struggling, eh? It was hot. How hot was it? Oh, mate. Oh, 45 in the shade, mate. Yeah. Um, and that's 
that's by 10 o'clock in the morning, you know. Yeah, so. Jesus. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just lucky they've got pubs at Tipper Bar, mate. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. Just on the pub <laughs> at Tipper Bar. Because he, I was on the big pub at Tipper Bar that burnt down. Have you uh, heard anything? What's happening there? Is it on the rebuild? No. What's it doing? No, but I'll check it out on the way back through. Yeah, you will. You better do that, mate. And we can talk about that on here and also on the radio, mate. All right. Yeah, well, research before that. Mate, it sounds fantastic, mate. We're not going to hold you up too long, but this is what this podcast is all about. It's all about getting out there and getting off the grid and getting a bit of red dirt between your toes. I'm tipping you're going to get a bit on uh, a bit on your toes over the next couple of weeks, mate. You're right, mate. I can't wait. And uh, just a reminder, if you want to uh, come and catch up with Rico and I, you can do that at Blue Lagoon Beach Resort and at Bado Bay on the Central Coast. We'll be camping up there on the weekend of the 25th, 26th and 27th of June by the beach. And as I mentioned, live entertainment as well as food truck, a, a, a southern smoke, the combi keg. That'll be good. Beer and cider and cocktails on tap and some exhibitors there. Ocam 4x4 accessories as well. Uh, and not, let me tell you a little bit about Blue Lagoon. It is nestled behind bushland uh, with the beach right at your doorstep. And let me tell you, when you pull up there, the holiday begins the minute you get out of the car. It's been creating family holidays since the 1960s. Blue Lagoon Beach Resort is the only holiday park on the Central Coast with an absolute beachfront location. Wake up every morning to the incredible sounds and views of Shelley Beach. Get that fresh air into your lungs. It's a pretty good spot. Fishing, boating, surfing. There are clubs, shops, hotels, all close by. Enjoy the outdoor heated pool and spa complex a modern cafe, as we say, and activities, or you can just lay on the beach and do nothing, This is probably what I do. It's a private location. It is fantastic. Accommodation options for everybody, cabins, caravans, camping sites. It is for all on the beach there at Blue Lagoon Beach Resort. Just get onto the website, bluelagoonbeachresort.com.au, and uh, it, get onto that any time of the year. You will love it. Now, you might notice, Rico, my voice is a bit scratchy. Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah. Uh, you had the big you had the big deal on the weekend. We had that big fundraising concert for the Hawkesbury Floods and uh, I was emceeing along with Ian Dicko Dixon and what happened? You know those fog machines? Yep. Well, they had one of them fog machines going on the stage and it, right at the end of the <laughs> night when we got off, they just let this thing go. And, uh, mate, I've got the gut full of it and, uh, mate, oh, I, no. I, I, I could feel it go as I was – Saying, you know, everyone travel safe, get home, thanks for coming, all that. But let me tell you, mate, it was a huge event. Massive. Oh, event. that's awesome. Huge and uh, fantastic. And anyone listening to this that may have went will know what I'm talking about. And uh, hopefully that sort of thing can continue on um, as we um, into the future because, mate, there's the sort of events that we love, mate. Uh, just a reminder yeah, to you, folks, right. before I let Rico go, if you're looking for parts or accessories or any bits and pieces for your four wheel drive, Make sure you check out your local Auto One store. They're owner-operated and they are there to help you. So if you are in, you need parts for your four-wheel drive or you, even if it's parts for the mower, I mean, went down to my local Auto One, that's where I get my spark plugs from, get into that. They certainly will um, look after you there. And they look after Rico and they'll look after you as well. So just get out of that website, find your local dealer and head in there. Forget the big chains, get in and look after your local Auto One. They're good people. Um, and uh, while I'm telling you about good people, 
I'll quickly tell you about the good people at OCAM. They've got the fantastic quality four-wheel drive accessories for your four-wheel drive and they can set you up for on- or off-road travel. They stock a wide range of vehicle protection products. They looked after me the other day with a mirror. I had some imbecile coming on the wrong side of the road. He took me mirror out and... Um, so we fixed that up pretty quickly thanks to the boys at OCAM. But they've got nudge bars, bash plates, steps and rails, everything to protect your four-wheel drive, suspension solutions, camping gear, those towing mirrors as I'm talking about as well. But they do everything from alternators, exhaust systems, clutch kits, transmission coolers. In fact, there goes the dog again. Rico doesn't change. <laughs> it's bluey. Yeah, any, that's actually the other little one, I think. That, uh, but anyway, they do everything there. They've got over a 1,000 products. You need to go to the website. OCAM for OCAM 4x4 accessories or visit OCAMindustries.com.au. OCAMindustries.com.au. Rico, I'm going to leave you in the outback. All right, mate. I look forward to seeing the boys from OCAM at, uh, at Blue Lagoon yeah. later on next month. And maybe, maybe we'll do another podcast while I'm at the Birdsville Hotel next week. We'll oh, mate, we yeah, I reckon we should do, mate. That'd be fantastic. We can catch up with you there. And, and keep this thing going. People love to know what we're up to. Look, if you want to follow this trip of Rico's, jump onto the Facebook page. Uh, Rico, just Rico, that's the page, Rico on Facebook. And I'm sure you'll be posting plenty of pictures, mate. I only wish I was with you. Uh, next time, buddy. Next time. Good on you, mate. And I'll try and catch it for the radio this week as well. That'd be, be challenging. It might be, mate. We'll do our best. We'll see how we go. Good on you, mate. Travel safe and we'll talk to you next week. Cheers, mate. There he is. That is my mate Rico, who is out and about on the uh, Red Dirt podcast this week. In fact, he's out there into the Red Dirt himself. Got to be happy with that. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. A quick one this week, and we'll try and catch Rico next week and uh, see where he's up to and see how the trips have been going, what he's seen and what he hasn't seen, and, uh, and we'll tell you all about it here. We thank you very much for tuning in. Until next time, that's it. Uh, we'll be back to do another edition next week, hopefully. We'll see you then.